Ladies and gentlemen, I feel like you should listen to this. Listen to this? Hey everybody, welcome back to... <laughs> hey, listen to this, it's a music podcast. Uh, I am Ryan Kearns. I'm Matt Derzik. And today, we are discussing a polarizing figure in the music industry in the fashion industry, in the industry, period. Yeah. <laughs> the humanity industry. I, I know, like, some people could be like, why are you talking about Kanye West after all that's transpired over... When did the whole Pete Davidson thing happen? Oh, jeez. Uh, so, sometime in the 2020s, I don't know... It's it's been it, I know it's only been three years since the start of the 2020s and it's already felt like a full ten, so <laughs> s- sometime between the start of the pandemic and five minutes ago is when that happened. The exact date I couldn't tell you. So <laughs> it, it's it's been a hot minute, and especially with it being around the pandemic, it feels like ugh, a whole other lifetime ago. As Matt just literally just said. And here's my thoughts on this. Before we started recording, I was listening to Taking Back Sunday. And for those of you who are not aware, they were famously in a feud with a band called Brand New. And I used to love Brand New until... I'm not sure... I can't remember exactly when the whole, like, Me Too movement happened... But for those of you who are not aware, the lead singer of Brand New, Jesse Lacey, was, I don't want to say accused, basically, it was discovered that he was grooming minors. And in my opinion, that instantly, like, you know, for someone to stoop to that level, I'm yeah. not going to glorify talking about them whatsoever. And for those of you who might be like, hey, Ryan, you're a hypocrite. You're literally talking about the band right now. I just invite you to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) However, like, I'm not excusing anything that Mr. West has done. I'm just saying, like, it's not... Yeah, uh, like, when the the specific album that we're going to be talking about, Yeezus... Like, we're going to be just looking at the music as a whole and where Kanye went from there. And basically, we'll talk about where, like, me and Matt got introduced to this artist. Yeah, yeah. It, it And this is going to be a tough one because basically what you're inferring as far as who we're talking about and the things that have been done and said and said and done. Um, yeah, the old adage is trying to separate the art from the artist and like you said, with the brand new thing, that's just something you do not separate. You can't be like, I cannot give this person my time or my money. And it's it, it's it's hard to, you know, justify who Kanye West is as a person. But no, I mean that, that's pretty much it. It's it's hard to. <laughs> Um, I, I feel like you and I can uh, do a decent deep dive into what I would consider like the pivotal moment in his career where he went from the old school transitioning into like, you know, 
graduation and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy into like where he is now. Yeah, I, I think we can possibly do that, but I think this album in particular, Jesus, yeah, is very much a part of that transition. It may be the most transitional album in Kanye West discography. So, I don't know. I mean, before that, obviously, he was... I mean, it, Kanye West has never not been polarizing. Let's get that out of the way to start with. The dude from... I mean, before this album even came out, what did he do? Um, released the, you know, the College Dropout with Jesus Walks, one of the best rap songs of all time. Uh, after that, he comes out with Late Registration, gets his first number one by sampling Ray Charles, but it wasn't Ray Charles, it was actually Jamie Foxx. Uh, then you had Graduation, in which he's sampling Daft Punk, and everybody's wondering, okay, I like this guy, but who is this guy, and is he kind of crazy? And that's not to mention the stuff he said during Hurricane Katrina and the Mike Myers incident. And then there was the Taylor Swift incident with Beyonce, and so on and so forth. So, he already was polarizing, not just as a celebrity, but as a musician, before we even get to Yeezus. And this feels like he cranked it all the way up to, maybe not 11, but certainly, at the very least, a 9.5. Yeah, and there was various points without this al- throughout this album where... Kanye is essentially talking about like how great he is and like how creative his le- like levels have reached and he's reached god tier. Yeah, he he very much refers to himself as god tier. In fact, there's a track on here called "I Am a God," but we will get to that. Um, but I just say we 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 dive right into this. Uh, start from the start, uh, which is the first track on the album. Uh, on site, and immediately I thought a couple things because again we're 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 talking about this album ten years down the line in 2023. This album was released in 2013, and so I can look back on this album because this album was very highly critically acclaimed. Uh, I was not one of the people who did that. I'm pretty sure you definitely weren't one of the people who did this. Um, <laughs> And I think it's tracks like this that really put people at odds right away. Because even though the previous album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, definitely could consist of a lot more electronic elements into a Kanye West musical tapestry, here it's just right out front in front of your face. It's not even a tapestry. It's This is, this is the fabric I used to make things with, and I'm just going to make a song based off of it. So he does that for about two and a half minutes. And on the one hand, I could definitely see where the influence comes on down the line later. Because six years later, one of the people who idolized Kanye's sound, uh, Tyler the Creator, would start his magnum opus, Igor, off in a very similar manner. Now, that being said, I much prefer Igor's theme to On Sight by a mile. Because this album, I mean, this the, the other mind I have of this song is, it's just annoying. I'm sorry. The electronics are, it's it, it just doesn't work I'm, for me. I'm very pleased to hear that 
you were not really into this this uh, opening track because I was re-listening to this whole album and I'm like, oh, 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 honey, <laughs> oh, honey. But again, there's one song in particular in this whole album where I just hit the note button as hard as I can, and we'll get to that. However, like again, focusing on onsite. So <clears throat> I feel like this is. I would say the worst part... There's two parts about this song that I don't really care for. And one part is certainly Kanye's verses and deliveries and his flow. It just feels off. And, like, he has lyrics that, again... I, I like to talk about lyrics in our episodes, man, and I like talking about them, but they're very graphic lyrics here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he, he, like, he has one lyric talking about, like, shaking like Parkinson, Parkinson's, right. and, like, right. a lot of the lyrics here are, like, very... I, I feel like this is music for people who really like Andrew Tate as a as a role model. <laughs> Well then, <laughs> I mean that was a solid thought that I had, and like, oh, like I know it's very alpha male. Like, hey, I'm gonna do this to you. I, I I agree with what you're saying, and despite that comparison, I don't think that it's too, you know, far out of the way to consider that. The one thing I will defend Kanye on a little bit. In that regard, and, and and not so much to defend you know the things that he's saying, but to the degree in which he's saying them, they're so you know bizarrely offensive that it doesn't at least not to me it doesn't come off as a legitimate threat. Like you talk about him saying, "This is what I'm going to do to you," and there are moments on this album where it does feel like that. But lines like that just seem so comically offensive and that they're basically jokes. And at that point, it isn't a matter of, you know, whether you really think he means what he's saying. It's a matter of, are you entertained or just bored and offended? In which in which case, I'm kind of leaning towards bored. And it just feels like when it comes to these insult type of... And, in, and this was 2013, so even then, I think this is kind of getting out of style. Um, I mentioned earlier, Tyler Creator, I mean, he had a song called Yonkers, which was just full of rhymes, just like the ones in this song. And it's a better song because it has a better beat, but that doesn't make it any less mean. And he even he has come to disavow that. And I think, in a sense, Kanye has too. But at the same time, this one, again, just... The, the lyrics and the beat just don't really add up to much except for a very shocking thing. And, and I'll explain one other defense later on down the line when we go over the album as a whole. Uh, but for now, I'm just going to say this this track kind of sucks. I will say two more things about this track here. So the other thing that kind of, like, you know, like, you know, is a whiplash effect is, and Kanye tends to do this a lot in this album, is... He'll have, like, an abrupt change-up, and it just doesn't add up, man. It, it doesn't actually fit 
with the flow of the song. It's almost like a... It's almost like a kid with ADHD. Like, you know, hey, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm over here. Oh, I'm over here. Oh, I'm over here. Like, okay, man. Like, I, I get it. Like, you're trying to flex your creative muscles. But there are far better ways of actually making it land and making it pop even further. I, I know what you're saying. I do disagree a little bit, though. Only because I, I will say, based on you know what you and I prefer as songs, it's obviously it obviously doesn't land. But again, I think the point of it was for it to not land. Right. I mean, the, the lyric right before that is about how he doesn't give a fill in the blank, and <laughs> he just goes ahead and does it. So, at the very least, he's being honest. But uh, I, I agree, it's it's not like. Oh my goodness, his honesty shines through. You're just thinking, eh, it kind of just derails the song that wasn't even that good to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I would be reminisced if I did not mention the fact that I actually liked the, at least the start of the beat to this album. Like, I thought I could really get behind it. It reminded me a lot of. Again, this might sound like the Anthony Fantano fan in me coming out, but it did remind me a lot of, like, underground rap, like, you know, Death Grips at the time, and I, I could really get behind it, and little known fact, I was actually doing some research that, th- like, there's several songs on this album where the beats are produced by one uh, Daft Punk, among, like, other collaborators, so... Yeah, they uh, they were uh, paying it forward then. Interesting, <laughs> very very interesting. Um, but yeah, I think we can I think we can move on from that one. Uh, I, I think we both are in agreement that not the best work of one Mister West. Yeah. So the uh, next track in here is uh, Black Skinhead, and I would say this is definitely one of the highlights of it. I agree. I agree. Uh, it, it, it's not. Again, I think compared to the best of the best of Kanye, uh, I don't think it's quite in like the top ten. But for this album, yeah, it's it's definitely up there. The the beat is fantastic. The delivery, and this is one thing I thought about uh, during this album. Last time we were talking about uh, David Byrne's vocal delivery in the Talking Heads, and yeah. how I was saying that his delivery wasn't necessarily. Uh, clear and it didn't have to be. Yeah. One one thing I'll say about Kanye, his delivery is always clear. You know exactly what he said. For for for, for better or for worse, man. Yeah, for better or for worse. Usually on this album, worse. So that being said, the one thing about this track, I mean, again, I I, I like the beat. I like Kanye's vocal delivery. It definitely has more of a consistency and less of a in-your-face veneer compared to on-site. That being said, the one thing that stood out to me negatively about this track, and I don't understand why Kanye did this throughout the whole album, spoiler alert, by the way, is, and, and he's done this before, he's done this before a few times, but a lot on this album, he equates his sex life to the racial movements in America. <laughs> I, I never thought about that, man. 
He does it like for, there's a, there's no fewer than I think three tracks on this album where he does it, and this is one of them. And again, it's it, the 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 things he says are so outlandish and outrageous that you can only take them in my mind as again jokes. But at the same time, the it, it, when you talk about stuff like civil rights, particularly you have to have some level of seriousness to it. And it just feels like that's not in Kanye. Cause you mentioned having ADHD lyrically. This album is ADHD. One second. We'll be talking about, you know, civil rights. Next we talk about sex. And then he talks about how great he is. And then he just balances in between the three subjects until the album's over. And I hate to say it. Isn't that Kanye West? Like, who he yeah. is as a person. That's exactly who he is. So, oh, man. So, I will say, another beat produced by uh, Daft Punk here, like, for, I, I would say at least half the album, up until, um, I'm not even exactly sure, but, like, at least half the album's produced by Daft Punk. Like, it's. I, I know we were. We've been talking about Kanye West and him, his lyrics as a whole, but it cannot be overstated on like how awesome that that driving beat is, and it's essentially uh, this album's power. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's like, hey, here's a driving song. Here's a song that, you know, can really just get you pumped up and ready to go. And it knows what it does. Kanye is much more on point here in terms of, like, at least somewhat focused compared to the last track. It doesn't feel like he's just out of pocket and, like, you know, just doing his own thing. And eh, I, I don't know. Like, compared to the last one, it... <sighs> It's a typical Kanye West good song, in my opinion. I, I can I can get behind that. It's it's a solid good Kanye West song, despite whatever themes it gives. But again, I, I think looking at this ten years down the line, if you know what Kanye West delivers as far as lyrics being all over the place thematically, but at the same time covering a few general themes. If that turns you off, you probably weren't going to listen to this album in the first place. So, yeah, yeah, true. I, I'm still amazed that like it seems like you're a lot more negative on this album than I am at this point. Well, we'll get there. It's 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 going to get better. It's going to get better. Oh, wait until like uh, you, you probably know which song I'm going to be talking about that I absolutely hate. Uh, I I don't know what you're possibly talking about. <laughs> So, are, are we uh, are we ready? Well, I would say the only other thing that I can mention about Black Skinhead as a whole, wrapping it up, is that outro where like that drum beat is still going, but it's almost like you know, it almost sounds like a drum machine where it's just driving the song out, and you hear Kanye being like, "God, God, God, God," and at least see progression of the album from on site him being like hey like i'm back i i don't give a andrew tate and like this is who i am in terms of 
like what I'm capable of. And then you get the black skinhead, and this is basically him being like, "Here's my creativity, and there's nothing you can do to stop me." And again, maybe in context of like 2013, I can understand how this album could be like stupidly creative. I've, I'm not going to bother to try to pull up different albums that came out in 2013 and try to see like if they're going to be a lot more creative. I know I mentioned Death Grips, and that's an easy comparison, but a lot the mainstream audience did not know about Death Grips at this time. So, yeah, we go from all that to Kanye West landing at the plot proclamation that he is a god. Yes, the proclamation that he is a god. And this also brings on a topic that was talked about in a fir- the first couple songs, but really becomes a major theme here, which is religion. And con- again, it, it, you, again, you hit it right on the head with ADHD. Like, yeah, it's about religion, but is it really? Because he, he talks, again, it's just the same themes again. Talk about religion. Then he talks about sex. Then he talks about how great he is. Then he, I don't know if he talks about race on this song or not. I forget. Honestly, this track, I don't think I hated it, but I don't think it really stood out to me either. Yeah. I, there, were, there were a couple lines here that kind of did stand out to me, and it was mainly Kanye West kind of referring to stuff that happened. Like, like giving a shout-out to... His previous, like, you know, um, I, for lack of a better term, previous versions of him, himself. Like, there's a line where he talks about, I just talked to Jesus. He said, what's up, Jesus? And for those of you who can't put one-on-one together, Kanye West's most famous song back in the day was Jesus Walks. So that's a clever, like, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then there's another lyric him talking about, like, polos and pink polos and uh, backpacks. And that's a a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to his uh, graduation days. And uh, I would say up until this point, another uh, Daft Punk Beats produced track. And as a song overall... Other than towards the middle where you get, like, some of those weird screaming vocals, like, yeah, like, I would say this is a a decent song. It exists. Yeah. (laughs) This this is a song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, I, I feel like we're flying through this album because there's not much for us to dig into. We're both like, you know, eh. (laughs) <laughs> well, again, I, I I think that starts to change with the next track, which is okay. New Slaves. Okay. Which at the very least changes things a little bit. It it definitely becomes a little more focused on what Kanye's talking about. A little bit, not too much though. There's still a little bit of garble as far as what he's talking about. But basically the theme of the song is you know, I'm trying to advance myself and all you other guys are doing the same old stuff. That's why you're back there and I'm up here. And I'm trying to be my own system. You're part of the system. 
And I, 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 again, the level of ickiness aside, the lyric about being a swallower and not want to be that <laughs> is a legitimately great lyric. Yeah, that was. Oh man, this was one of the uh, songs where, like, I I made the notation that oh, lyrics, man, Kanye, like, you know, such cringe, such cringe there. Yeah, no, I, I can I can get that. And uh, like it, it's. It's interesting that you said, like, hey, this is, like, the first song off the album where it really tries to focus in on what Kanye says. Because this is the first beat that is not produced by one Daft Punk. Like, it's actually produced by uh, one uh, Swizz Beats, but not featuring Drake. (laughs) Yeah. So, now, what did you think about the... Now, let's see... Uh, what'd you think about the um, Strange Fruit uh, sample in this song? In this song? Yeah. Oh, no, that's in uh, Blood on the Leaves. Wow. All these songs are kind of blending together after a while. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. (laughs) Um. But I would say the worst part about New Slaves for me is Kanye West as a whole. Like his rapping is <laughs> his rapping is out of out of pocket and the lyrics are pretty bad. And this not that I'm gonna have morbid curiosity, but this made me think, have I always like tolerated Kanye's flow? Well, it's funny you mention that particularly because I want to. I, I, I was kind of saving this, but I'll, I'll go ahead and pull it out now, or at least as part of my analysis. Because you were talking about albums around this t- time and whether this came off as creative or not. As far as the use of electronics and the thing about this, because I said that, you know, Kanye's very articulate with his phrasing, for better or worse. And I will say that that is a step above more of the mumble rappers that came after the fact, because I'd rather know that you're saying something that's incredibly out of line than have absolutely no idea what you're saying. And, you know, David Byrne got in that right little sweet spot where it was intelligible enough to be able to figure it out, but not so much that you had to listen to it and, you know, were lost without it. You didn't have to deep dive into his lyrics if you enjoyed the flow of the song. Whereas Kanye, that pretty much he pronounces what he says anyway. But more importantly, more importantly, in 2012, another rapper came out with an album that inspired a lot of people and inspired you, I would want to say, to call him the greatest rapper ever. And that was one Kendrick Lamar with Good Kid, Mad City. And did you want to say something as far as... (laughs) So, 
Uh, that 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 touched me in the feels there because it's one thing to be creative with like you know your beats and everything like that and your uh, your production and that's Kanye's bread and butter. That's what he. That's what made him who he is today. That's how he got you know his first rap deal. Let's let's be honest with that. However, one thing that immediately drew me to uh, Good Kid, Mad City, and pro- proclaiming that Kanye West, not Kanye West, uh, Kendrick Lamar, is the best rapper, and I, I would still make a very heavy argument that he is still the best rapper to date, was the fact that Good Kid, Mad City took an album and made it a film about growing up in Compton. And going through, like, you know, different emotions and what it feels like to grow up in that area. And, like, there was different elements where Kendrick would rap in different kind of tones. Where, like, one track he would be very introspective. And then in the very next track he would be very braggadocious. Because that's how you want to be with, with your friends. I, I in, in comparison, Yeezus kind of falls short in, like, when it comes to being creative. I... I don't know if I agree with that, and and I'll, and I'll explain why. Okay. I think for like if we're gonna say that uh, album like Good Kid, Mad City, or even later on to Pimp a Butterfly is on the shelf of the alpha of rap, then stylistically and creatively, you could say that Yeezus is. The Omega, and I'm not saying it's the worst, but I'm just saying it's the complete opposite. Where, because I think again, the electronic noises and the very basic flow that doesn't it doesn't really even flow at all. There's no denying that what Kanye did here was a deliberate choice, that that was his artistic vision. And I think in a matter of doing that, he succeeded. Now, as far as whether we want to enjoy it or not, that's what we're discussing right now. And I think right now the verdict is... Yeah. And keep in mind, before we even go further into this album, I've uh, I've reached a point in my maturity as being a, an adult male where... Maybe 10 years ago, I would have been just tearing into this album. And there's going to be one track where you you guys will get to see that side of me. However, like, objectively, with how you were talking about, like, hey, people, like, can go into a Kanye West song and not really just pay attention to the lyrics and just, you know, vibe to them. That's for them. That's for them. That's not me. Because when it comes to, like, you know, rap, something where it's an art specifically focused in on words and delivery, that needs to be the focal point for me. And if that's off, that's, like, it's my same problem with Drake, modern-day Drake nowadays, where he talks about, hey, you said you're a lesbian, me too. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I I get that. And I will say, if we're, if we're looking from it from an, a, a purely objective basis, 
as far as which rapper has the better flow and which rapper is consistently better flow, Kendrick would take Kanye and Drake behind the woodshed. As far as the enjoyment or, you know, you, you talk about people being able to vibe to Kanye West. I think that to me lies in his production and not to give too many spoilers away, but when he goes towards a more soulful, uh, very almost operatic or classical touches, when he dabbles into classical and soul and a little bit of rock, I like it. When he dabbles in noise and electronics, I don't. And that's just my personal preference. If you prefer the electronics, so be it. Yeah, and again, it is if it if it is for you, cool. Except for one song on this album. If you like that song, <laughs> you might want to reconsider your taste buds. Man, you are, are are revving this moment up like it's gonna be. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, but that said, moving on. You, you want to move on, on to the uh, next? Song? Yeah, which I believe is. Uh, Hold My Liquor, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is Hold My Liquor. And I would say, objectively, this is my favorite song on the album. Wow. Yeah. Like, wow. like again, it like the beat that introduces the song is not intense, and it's not trying to drive that alpha male persona and not trying to be loud and abrasive. And it's an excellent way to start the uh, song off. And, like, <clears throat> the first person that we hear in this song is actually Justin Vernon from one uh, Bon Iver fame. Frequent collaborator with uh, Mr. West. And then uh, there's a uh, feature with uh, Chief Keef. And eh, Keef is kind of like... He's he. It's basically like what you hope for Jeff Carter on the power play for the Pittsburgh Penguins is gonna be like. In that, at worst case scenario, it, it's a it's a net neutral. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, f first of all, I'm surprised that you you made the first hockey analogy. I thought I was gonna do that. Um, <laughs> but secondly, I. I can't say this is my favorite song on the album. You could make an argument, though, that it's the best song on the album, and I'll explain myself here. So I do like, too, that it doesn't uh, go into full machismo, or machismo, however you pronounce it, um, like some of the other tracks have done. And furthermore, we talk about Kanye bragging that he's the best. You gotta go back an album to... Uh, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, where his critical magnum opus and one of the more popular songs he's ever released, Runaway, was pretty much Kanye at his most Kanye-ist. Because there he was... Bra Kanye West at his best mixed that bragging, that braggadocio... With the self-awareness that, oh yeah, I still suck, so be it. He didn't really do that on any track up until this one. And this one very much reminded me of a couple songs. In a sense, it reminded me of 
Kendrick Lamar's Swimming Pools, which is a better song because it does sort of have that same theme of dealing with alcoholism. But I think more so, and this is why I think this song might be the best on the album, though not my favorite, is that this song in particular skews towards a theme that Kanye dealt with in the back half of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Talking about, you know, how he's the best at being the worst, how he's living this dark lifestyle. Um, the song Hell of a Life immediately came to mind. And also Lost in the World. Just a very sort of confused metaphor about how he's not sure where he is or who he is or what he is. And this seems like whatever he's talking about in those songs, that's this song in music form. This is part of that party. This is part of that back end of a party that he's not sure if he's enjoying. And I I like it for that. I, I think it does a very good job of continuing where my beautiful dark twisted fancy left off and if this song had started the album we might be having a different conversation absolutely man and just to encapsulate like you know like the 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 direction and the lyrical themes that you were uh, talking about one thing that i took away from this song particularly and it's a bittersweet song if you really think about it so throughout this whole episode so far we've talked about like there was an old Kanye, and then I would say probably around graduation time with songs like Can't Tell Me Nothing, you started to see those fractures of like where Kanye West is starting to go in the, in terms of like, hey, just again, getting lost in the world, getting consumed by, well, like just his pleasures for lack of a better term his his it his thinking like hey i can say whatever i want and like i no one's gonna say anything because i'm mr kanye west like this song in particular this was a statement to me that hey old kanye is officially dead he's not coming back this is who kanye west is now going forward yeah i agree with that and again this is Kanye's at his best when he's self-aware and this track was very much a part of it, which is why I am sad to say that the next track on the album goes right back to a strong lack of self-awareness. Now, before you say a single word, Ryan, I I, I want to preface this with uh, some factual history, if you don't mind. So, for those of you who don't know or have no clue or haven't listened to any other episodes, myself and Ryan used to host a show similar to this back at Geneva College called Music Talk 101. And at the end of every calendar year, we did a list of our favorite and least favorite tracks of the year. And if I'm not mistaken, you had this next track on Yeezus. I want to say as your fifth worst, it was definitely in the top ten. <sighs> So I think it might have been the Mac Miller song that was number one. And I would probably have to revisit that after tainting my ears with this song recently. (laughs) So, yeah. So 
Eh, <laughs> the uh, the next song. It's called "I'm in it." Yeah, not good. <laughs> Simple as that, huh? Incre- <sighs> okay, you're gonna have to excuse me for a minute while I go off on a tangent about this song. So, completely awkward song. Like, what is this song supposed to be? Like, it almost seems like this is Kanye West trying to be, I don't know, sexy or seductive. This is the opposite of that. It's not a very warm song. It's a very cold song if you think about it, right? And, like, even, like, the random production elements, like, something that Kanye West was known for and is still known for to this day... It's bad, dude. Like, this is absolutely cringe. Like, this takes the album down by at least three, uh, or three or four basis points for me. I, I'll say this. It is not my least favorite song on the album. I will say that I understand what you're saying because this track is not good. And, Again, I think the production is really what sinks it. Because if it had been a little more upbeat or, you know, structured properly, then you can kind of just get away with this saying, you know, that the lyrics are cringe and that's that. But when the lyrics are cringe and the music doesn't even back it up, I mean, there's been plenty of songs in history where the music has been great and the lyrics are just outrageously bizarre. I uh, recommend anybody look up the song Timothy by the Buoys if you want a great example of that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what's the, the, the one and only fascinating part about this song I'll bring out is that we were talking in, I want to say both uh, I Am a God and definitely Black Skinhead, uh, and I think New Slaves too probably, where Kanye would talk about uh, racism and issues in America and somehow ADHD himself over back to sex. He does that in reverse here where he's mainly talking about sex and then he backtracks to comparing it to race. And I thought that was fascinating, but that's literally it. Everything else is just, again, kind of a mess. And again, I, I, I don't like I, when I heard this, knowing how much you hated it, my thought was, I don't hate this as much, but I completely get why he hates this. And the other aspect that I got to talk about, it, like when when it comes to the production, is the weird moany samples. Like, yeah, what is that for, dude? Like, uh, are like this does nothing to add to the track. Like, I give you credit for noticing the lyrical direction. In terms of like how Kanye starts talking about race and then goes into um, sex, I didn't notice that at all. My brain was short circuiting due to like just how awful this song is. Yeah, I, I think your 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 thoughts about this song are kind of what I had about on site, where yeah. I don't care what you're saying, this music's awful. Change it. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, I just I. I it's still if I can take a step back because it just baffles me on how Kanye West can go from do you know the 
when we talk about like probably objectively Kanye's best album, which is my bed, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Do you know the the pre the song before Runaway in that's in that album? Oh, Devil in a New Dress is one of my favorites. Yeah, and do you know the transition between that song and Runaway? Do you know like what links them together? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, I, I know the end of that song is Rick Ross, and the beat just. I, are you talking about that piano chord that starts Runaway? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so for those of you who are like, Ryan, what are you talking about? <laughs> it wasn't until like I listened to one of my favorite podcasts, and they um, they talked about the transition between Devil in a New Dress and Runaway in terms of how like that that um, building up, cascading, uh, you know, piano chord builds up into the point, and that's where you know. You leave off in Devil in a New Dress, and the root of the chord is the first note in Runaway. Like, I'll give Kanye West credit in that point. That is easily probably top five, if maybe not top three, musical moments that just absolutely blew my brain. Yeah, and you wish that he could have done that a little bit more on this album. Yeah. But he just made a statement of, <laughs> let me throw something out to you here. Uh, again, not to completely reference Anthony Fantano here, but I remember him referring to the uh, title of the Creator album, Call Me If You Get Lost, as a victory lap album yeah. following Igor. Would you say that this is the victory lap for Kanye West? Compared to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, I I would uh, I can get behind that statement, man. Like it, it definitely seems like him basically saying like, "Hey, yeah, I've reached a creative peak. Nobody can stop me." And that creative peak was reached in his previous album. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can get behind that. So yeah, let's uh leave I'm in it behind before Ryan bursts a blood vessel, and. <laughs> Move on to the next track, which is one of the more interesting ones on the record for many different reasons. And I would say, objectively, probably another top song for me. So that song is Blood on the Leaves. And this is actually the song that has that Strange Fruit sample on it. Yeah, the Strange Fruit sample. Um, And I'm trying to think. I I know the original was by Billie Holiday. Um, I've, I've... I forget which version Kanye used on it. It wasn't that version. I want to say it was like either Nina Simone or Sophie Turner or something like that. Yeah. It might have been... I I think... I think it was Nina Simone. If I can remember when I was doing my research on uh, Genius on this album. So, for that... Like, are you looking it up right now? I am. I am. So, while you're doing that, I will just, uh, you know talk about my thoughts on this this song here so the strange fruit sample is great man like i one of my main beefs about this whole album is there there's a lot of moments in there where kanye west can have that adhd moment at least in terms of musicality where he could be like here's one thing and then here's something else and then we're back to this like he plays with a really great vocal sample 
and he built an entire song structure from it. Yeah, uh, first of all, it is Nina Simone, so we can get that out of the way. Uh, and I agree. I, I think that not only is it a great sample that Kanye used, um, it's it's consistent. It's consistent. He doesn't stray from it. He mainly keeps a song in focus, and it's it's good in that regard. I think another thing that's good about this album, and let me throw this out. I don't say this to be a prude or say that, oh, he's much better when he's talking about love instead of fornication. Uh, no, no, that, that, that's all hogwash. But I will say this, that hearing him talk about love in a bit more of a mature manner on this track, especially considering what he was just talking about, does yeah. come off as refreshing. It, yeah. it definitely feels a bit more introspective. It sounds like he's telling more of a story in this song. Um, his flow is a little better. It's still it's still relatively clunky, but it's very much more pronounced and flowing than it has been on most of the other tracks on this album. My only complaint, ironically enough, is with the sample, which is the 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 sharpness of it at the beginning, the please, how it just sort of stings you. But when he plays out the entirety of that later, that lyric in the sample, it makes more sense. So I will say it gets better as the song goes along. Uh, but just sonically, it was just like, ah, you know, but um, I was able to get past that and appreciate the song. One, and and another, another amazing part about this song, and this uh, this gives way into, like, at least my thinking and your thinking as well, in terms of how he has ADHD. That epic brass drop in terms of like how those trombones come in during like certain parts of the song, that works so well for the song, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a, I would probably say it's right up there. Um, just from a basic standpoint, it's probably one of the better songs on the album, if not the best song on the album. And, uh, definitely one that, uh, deserves any type of, you know, good recognition it deserves. And the next track, I would say, is maybe just a slight half step down from that category. I, I feel like the worst part about the next track, which is Guilt Trip, is it's kind of a filler song, to be honest with you. Like, it doesn't stand out. There's nothing notable about it. It's not offensive. Not giving any credit to I'm in it. However, it's just kind of there, to be honest with you. I'm going to disagree with you on that. Because I I, I I know what you're saying, though. I will say the worst part of this song is Kanye himself. Because <laughs> lyrically, it just doesn't really do anything. Like, I, I think by this point, the whole braggadocio uh, rhyming as opposed to flow kind of... It's, it's not even offensive at this point, just kind of boring. But yeah. what I will say is I really, really like the backing track on this. I really do. Sort of a mix of that. It has that dramatic piano and these little swaths of synth that seem like they were lifted from Sonic the Hedgehog for some reason. Yeah. I, I for for some reason that I I like that and I thought you know if it was just an instrumental track I would really dig it. Um, but again, the lyrics at the top and in and even the uh, vocal uh, guest spot later on the track didn't really do a whole lot for me. 
But again, I think based on the instrumental alone, I'd be like, yeah, no, this is, I would probably put this in like the top half of the album for sure. Would it change your opinion about the song if I told you that this was supposed to be on the Watch the Throne album? Uh, ooh. I don't think it would change my opinion, but that is fascinating because this does not sound like it should be on that album. <laughs> yeah, it like again, like I I did like the production, like little spacey uh, beat there. And the only other thing I can mention, like, I was trying to dig a little deeper into this song, is that the Jamaican, uh, chorus that's, like, the, the Jamaican part that's spoken, uh, talks about how all of them are acting, but they are softer than clay. And that's probably just Kanye being like, hey, look at me, I, I'm such a strong big man. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, although I did, now I come to think of it, I didn't, Thought that that part was pretty good too, at least musically. Lyrically, meh. But musically, alright. Yeah. So, the uh, next song, Send It Up. So, I don't know if it was just fatigue at this point, considering I know, I, I know what song comes next in the album, but the way that I viewed this song, it's another like, hey, we're gonna go to the club, and we're gonna have a good time, and we're gonna paint the town red. Like, this is kind of like another filler song, man. I agree with what you're saying, and but honestly, I would probably say this song is the worst on the album. Oh, really? Yeah, and for the pretty much the exact reason you just said, it is filler. It is a nothing burger. It is, you know, a tasteless meat patty on two buns made of styrofoam. It is nothing. It is nothing. And, like, Kanye is only on it for, like, 40 seconds out of this two-and-a-half-minute song. The beat is lifeless. And and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll betray my own taste when I say this. You know, for as offensive as I'm in it was, or how um, orally, um, and I say orally, you know, A-U-R-A-L-L-Y, um, violent on site was, those yeah. songs were at least interestingly offensive and interestingly bad. This track is nothing. Kanye's not on it. The, the, the guest rapper at the top, the sample, and very, and, and I, I think this will be the last, well, no, it won't be. Um, but I've been making a lot of comparisons to uh, Tyler, the creator. And this seems sort of like run it up to me. But Run It Up was a lot better. Like, yeah, this yeah. this just seems, again, you, you talk about filler. But I think the one thing I will say about this, and we were talking about this in the Led Zeppelin episode, is the concept of track juxtaposition. I think the fact that you've gone through all the, this, this middling album, this p- polarizing album, from tracks that are pretty good, like Blood on the Leaves or Black Skinhead, Two absolute duds like on site or I'm in it. And to come off of nothing of a song like uh, Send It Up. I think that's what made me appreciate this last track on the album so much more. Is the fact that after all that we finally get something refreshing to hear. We get something that feet it, it, it it's like Coming, it's it's like a warm bowl of soup after spending an hour out in the cold rain. 
And that song that Matt is referring to is uh, Bound 2. So, yeah, I, I'm going to let Matt uh, describe the song because I know that he, again, he loves this nice, warm bowl of soup that you described. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do. I go, Referring back to that um, year-end show we did in 2013, I'm pretty sure, I, I think I had this at number three on my year-end list, or at least somewhere in the top ten, maybe in the top five. Because um, I thought this was vintage Kanye, and I still do think it's vintage Kanye. A great, great soul sample. Uh, featuring Bound 2 by uh, the Ponderosa. Or no, the song is called Bound. Kanye's song is called Bound 2. And the group is called Ponderosa Twins Plus 2. Yeah. Um, which again, would be sampled in another song later on that I really, really like. By Tyler the Creator. Uh, in A Boy is a Gun <laughs> off Igor. Oh, yeah. But the sample's great. He also samples uh, Brenda Lee's Oh Sweet Nothings, the uh-huh, honey. And the one great thing about this song, especially compared to the rest of the album, is that it definitely showcases the blend that Kanye's trying to go for, the soul mixed with the electronic, because the verses in the, or the, I, I get, would you call it a chorus, where Charlie Wilson and company come in and say, I know somebody, you know that part. I don't know if you call I, that a. I, I, I would call it definitely like the the song's chorus. However, uh, I, I, I would say like that that Charlie Wilson part and the rest of the song that it did not land as hard for me as it probably landed for you. It didn't. I, I'll say it's not my favorite part of the song. But I think it adds context properly. Yeah. Which is that it mixes the two styles that Kanye is known for, the one he's going for now and the one he, you know, basically made a name of himself off of trying to come together. And production wise, the flow does not miss a beat at all. You know? Like it's it's not like super smooth, but it keeps going. It keeps following that beat, that tempo. And again, considering what we just heard from nine other tracks, it is, it's pleasing to the ears. It's a great sample. Lyrically, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't even think Kanye knows what he's talking about in this song here. <laughs> I don't think so either. And, but I well, will say it feel this feels like a victory lap that pushes closer to victory than lap. <laughs> yeah. One, <laughs> I remember when I was listening to this, like, there was one <laughs> lyric that I just had to pause. I'm like, is that what he really just said? And it's nothing, like, you know, vulgar, but the lyric goes, I'm tired, you tired, Jesus wept. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Again, I, I to, to go back to what we were talking about at the top with... Uh, him being just so outrageous with his words. I think it, th this is also the best example of him just not caring about what he's saying. It feels like he's focusing more on the flow of the words than the actual words themselves. Which, compared to the very articulate but not flowy stuff he had earlier in the album, again, it feels like a nice... Um, th th this whole... 
you know what this is? You've, you, I, I mean, obviously, I know you've played video games. I've played video games with you. But you, you know those old school video games where, you know, you get to the end and there's, like, victory music for what you've done? Yeah. yeah. That's this song. This song is victory music for playing the game, and the game was listening to the rest of the album before it. <laughs> so it's almost like a victory that the album is over. Yeah. And you, the listener, have succeeded. Here's your prize in Bound 2. <laughs> All right. So... Do you have anything else you want to talk? You want to mention about this album before we give a rating? Uh, essentially, just talk about post Yeezus and our next album, like the album that we would recommend if we were to recommend somebody who would want to explore this style a little bit further. Um, yeah, I'll say one more thing, and that is that, um. A lot of people may remember Bound 2 for the video that came out after the fact, which I'm not going to really get into that much. All I will say is I appreciated the song before the video came out, and when the video came out, I had to defend myself like prime Nicholas Lidstrom. So now that I've made my hockey analogy, we can continue. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I really have nothing else to say about this album other than before I give my rating... I know he came out with The Life of Pablo and, like, a couple other, like, you know, albums afterward. And he had that little stint where he produced, like, a whole bunch of albums and he came out with, like, Kid See Ghost, which was a collaboration with Kid Cudi that I haven't listened to probably since it came out, to be honest with you. But I feel like Yeezus was, like, his last, like, major statement. I know like he went through a beef recently with Drake where it was Donda versus Certified Loverboy. But both of those albums have kind of like, you know, went kaput in like the the modern day hip hop like landscape. Yeah, I agree. I, I personally I have not listened to anything post Yeezus by Kanye West in full. I know there's a couple tracks I've heard, particularly um, uh, Fade off of uh, Life of Pablo, also Famous off Life of Pablo, um, but really nothing much after that. But I think, in a sense, if, if you take the concept that Kanye West was as good as he was for rap, that this was sort of his... In hindsight, and this is 100% in hindsight, this album feels like his kingdom and he left the keys for someone to run it because he himself could no longer do it. Because I feel like the albums that came in his wake that feel like this, mostly, like I say, Igor or even stuff a little darker like um, stuff from Clipping, I would think is very much, yeah, I know, um, it is sort of took what Kanye was doing and improved on it while Kanye sort of pulled himself back in just the quest to make whatever he wanted. Oh yeah. So rating for this album, I I'll, I'll give my rating first. I I'm giving this a five out of 10, a five out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Like objectively, there's some parts of the album that I can I can I can get behind. Like songs like "Hold My Liquor," 
black skinhead and even like these the song uh blood on the leaves with that strange fruit sample however like the other minor nitpicks when i talk about the adhd of mr west and how he gets out of pocket like those are minor points off to compare to like how far down i'm in it just brought the whole album down for me. Like, that is just an atrocious stain of a song, and I hope to never, ever hear that song ever again in my life. Okay, I know what to get you for your birthday next year. Um, <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, though, I would say that this album did a good job sonically and lyrically um, to continue the story of Kanye West as in you can listen to this album and know who he is, what he talks about and what he wants you to know about him. That being said, I don't see myself revisiting this album ever again for the sake of pure enjoyment. Some tracks. Yes, but overall I just do not find this album super pleasing. I'm going to give it a six. So that being said, the so let's give our album recommendations from here in terms of like hey if you guys are like hey i i kind of like like the like what matt and ryan were talking about in terms of like how creative this album can be but i definitely don't want to listen to this album because they basically just trashed it or you might be like screw matt and ryan they have zero opinions because they suck and if you're one of those people well it makes me feel good that how many episodes into our podcast and we already have haters <laughs> um i'll go first i would say that because I, I was comparing it and, and I, I, I guess i'll just repeat myself um as far as my album recommendation because i would consider this a victory lap for kanye west following my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and i would say anybody who's seeking out a very kind of disjointed but at the same time very braggadocious level of uh victory lap rap album um done a lot better i think i would give them uh call me if you get lost by tyler the creator because i think that album very similar a lot of different styles kind of all over the place not as good as its predecessor but at the same time still enjoyable in certain parts um but overall better. So I would recommend that to them based on this. And the album that I recommend, I was uh, debating between a Danny Brown album, uh, Trocity Expedition exposition, or, and this is the album I'm going to go with. Uh, it's a group called clipping and the album is visions of bodies being burned. And for those of you who are Hamilton fans, <laughs> the main rapper on this this group here is one uh, Davi Diggs. So he uh, definitely didn't miss his shot on this album here. So yeah. and, and and honestly, that was gonna be my next choice as far as an album recommendation. The only reason I couldn't is because I still have yet to listen to the whole thing in full. All I've, all I've listened to is the part that you played for me. Uh, following that concert. Yeah. So, I feel like for our next 
episode. I feel like we just need to leave Kanye out of this. I'm cool with that. All right. So, you have anything else that you want to add about Mr. West before we officially leave him out of this and uh, kick it out with the outro? Uh, no, just that if you go into this album, be warned that it's going to sound very electronic and the guy who made it has somehow become, you know, I, I, I will preface this and warn that the things he said in the last 10 years are not as bad as, or, or, or no, they're, they're worse than what he said on this album. So, but know that it's kind of the same vibe of, uh, so yeah, there's your, so <laughs> that being said, uh, thank you for listening to this, uh, episode of, uh, Hey, listen to this. I know it's a controversial episode, but I feel like Matt and I did a good job of not giving Kanye West a decent platform. We did a good representation of who he is as a person. However, we said we basically both kind of agreed this album kind of sucks and Kanye West kind of sucks as a person. So that being said, if you did like this episode of Hey, Listen to This, please make sure that you rate this podcast uh, give us a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. We are now basically on all major podcast podcasting platforms. If you are finding a niche podcasting platform that we are not on, I mean, hit us up on our social medias. Um, we'll be happy to try to like add us to there. And should I share with the... Uh, listener group that we have an official uh, Gmail account that they can email us at and ask questions. Uh, if you want to, we, we can go that. We can do so that. So we we we. Uh, you want to? Do you know the Gmail off the top of your head? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I I vaguely know it, but I don't know it enough to say it out loud correctly. So I'll I'll defer to you on that. So if you guys, if Yin's out there are looking for our social media handles and you guys are looking to email us and maybe one day we can have a mailbag episode. That would be really kind of cool. It, like, everything is essentially this. TT, hey, listen. That's our, all of our social media handles and then our, our, our email address or Gmail is tthaylisten at gmail.com. So if you guys want to write in and uh, essentially ask questions about Matt and I's different opinions about music or just even give us like feedback about the show, uh, happy to hear it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And again, we're on uh, Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, I don't think we have the MySpace up running yet, but uh, we'll get there at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even think MySpace has a MySpace up running right now. That's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. Hey, I got nothing else to say. So, once again, I am Ryan Kearns. I'm Matt Derzik. And thank you for listening to this episode of Hey, Listen to This. <laughs>